0: Hey, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish, here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy DM Prep. This is a weekly show shot 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Times on Twitch in which I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday D&D game. In this case, I am running the Wizards of the Coast hardcover adventure Rhyme of the Frost This is session two. This is uh, going to be session two of our game. So in the last game was our first real session of the game. We had done a session zero. We knew who the characters were. And we started off the session in the North Look Inn in Bryn Shander. And we had a a time where we went all the way around. We said, you're all sitting around the fire. And you are uh, all... You know, your eyes are kind of going around to everybody else there. And I said, describe, let's, let's have each player describe their characters. So this time I got better notes about who their characters are, what they want, why they're there, and sort of what's going on. And we got some really interesting stuff. So when I go through the characters today, uh, you will get to uh, learn more about each of the six characters we have for this, for this campaign. And uh, at that point, they were given the mission. They met the dwarves for the foaming mugs quest in Bryn Shander. This is the quest where, by the way, this is totally full of Frostmaiden spoilers, um, but I think we should expect that by now. So I didn't have to worry about that in my Ebron game because there are no spoilers, because there isn't a campaign, but here there are. So this is all spoiler-filled. So uh, the characters were going after, um, the, the, the whole quest is the characters are going out into the tundra to recover a um, uh, to recover a large pile of iron, uh, iron ingots that dwarves from uh, Kelvin's Karn were bringing to Bryn Shander. And uh, they were attacked by a yeti and, and ripped apart by a yeti. And, uh, but then they recovered the... But, but uh, the yeti went away, but a bunch of goblins went and stole the iron ingots. And so when the characters go out there and they track down the iron ingots, they find a bunch of goblins, they deal with the goblins, they get the iron ingots, they bring it back. So very simple quest, really good first level quest or first or second level quest. And uh, in this case, it was second level. You could really, you could run this adventure at first level. Like I, I, th- I feel like as long as you don't have the polar bears get involved, and maybe you don't have the goblin boss get involved, it would make for a pretty good first level quest. Go out into the tundra, deal with the goblins that are stealing it, and then level them up to two as soon as they do it. I think that would be that would not be a bad way to go with this with this campaign. I had leveled them up to second level after one encounter. Um, thinking back, I probably would have run this quest as a first level quest, and I think it could work out. Uh, and then they level the two as soon as they're done. So, in our game, they traveled uh, across the the snowy wastelands. They followed the tracks. They found the dwarf, the the ripped apart dwarf who got uh, killed by a Yeti. They saw that the Yeti went off in one direction. They saw that the cart was taken off in another direction. They followed the cart. They saw a bunch of goblins. They uh, proceeded to kill all the goblins. Uh, They get the cart. The goblins kind of came in a few different waves. There's like one wave that's actually with the cart. Then there's another wave that's by the other cart that has the goblin boss in it. And then the big question is when the goblin boss sees her entire... Um, contingent of goblins being killed by these characters, what does she do? And I said, she probably runs, right? So she ran, and I made a big mistake. And my big mistake was, what do you do? And they said, well, we're going to chase her down. And I was like, oh, God, like, that's not the fun part. And it was late in the session, and I wanted them to get to the next choice. So I just had them, you know, they warped away. Like, boy, those polar bears moved fast. It would have been better to kind of explain that they are not going to be able to, to chase down. Like, just tell them, like, Break sort of break out of character and say like you're you're not going to be able to chase the goblins down, um, and and in the snow you're going to get caught and you're going to get caught in a blizzard and you really want to make your way back like I I gave them a choice when there was really only one right answer particularly at that moment and it kind of deflated the the excitement of killing the dwarves and getting the ingots right it was like oh sure we're going to keep chasing them like players always will choose to chase villains who run and so if you're going to have a villain run you want to do so in a way that that Makes it as painless as possible for the par- for the players to recognize that they're not going to catch it, right? So that was that wasn't handled. I did not handle that particularly well, but they did make their way back. They were offered up three new quests, uh, and they chose one of the quests, and that quest was the quest to go to Goodmead uh, and help Goodmead recover their stolen mead, which is another quest that I have run. So I'm I'm okay because I've run this quest for my Wednesday group, so I know how this quest goes. And um, uh, and and we shall go there. So uh, let us get our uh, notes up here. Oh, let's go here. I got to rhyme of the Frost maiden. And we are going to drag my Wednesday to the old session notes and we're going to generate a new session planning template. Okay, we got a new session template. we call it 28 February. 2021, Sunday, Frostmaiden. All right. And we will start by reviewing the characters. So we have our Sunday group. Let's go to the gallery here and let's take a look at our characters. So we have six characters in the game. Uh, Ilda is a, um, uh, Ilda is, uh, she has no last name She's a tall, thin, half elf slash half Goliath. So she's using the Goliath stat blocks. Uh, she's pale skin, dark hair. She kind of leans over. She's about 19. She's all elbows. Um, she uh, was freaked out by the ghoul and she uh, met Perrin Fat Rabbit, the, one of the other characters, uh, and is here because she wants to find her place in the world. Uh, in secret, her f- parents uh, are, are elves or half elves themselves. Uh, Her real name is Jacqueline um, uh, Malicent and her family are basically the Malfoys from Harry Potter uh, and they belong to the cult of Oral. So they're part of, they're responsible. The cult of Oral is like a front that I'm using in this, of this, the the cult that's in Ten Towns trying to convince the people of Ten Towns to give themselves over to Oral. So there's a fun thing that her family, her parents are here somewhere, right? And she left her family and grew like a foot taller and has changed her appearance a lot. So they wouldn't even recognize her. Um but uh they will um you know but but she still she still knows her. So she's kind of quiet and awkward and until she's freaks out in barbarian form and starts beating the hell out of stuff. Uh really fun character player Juliet uh fantastic player. Uh so we have Aukin Doncaller. Uh Auken uh Auken is a goliath uh from the worm dune crag uh members of the Goliaths, which is going to take place it's going to have more of a factor in chapter two so um uh, i definitely want to tap into the fact that uh they are from one of the goliath tribes because one of the features in chapter two is dealing with the fight between them um Heading uh, so, so Doc, Don Collar has had dreams of something massive under the ice and sort of seeks that out uh, and would like to find out whether or not this is a threat to uh, his people. Uh, he is a what I don't even know what I forget what what um, what class he is. Uh, he's a Goliath fighter, straightforward fighter, so always good. Uh, played by Pat. I need to fill in my train skills and investigation and insight and these other passes and stuff like this. I'll probably do that um, hopefully between now and the next game. Uh, Shadow, Hawk. Shadow Hawk, probably a nickname, uh, is a drow uh, noble from Menzo Baranzan uh, and was an outcast from his race. There was an, uh, there was an incident uh, that got him in trouble, which is worse than a crime. Uh, he keeps his cloak up and he stays hidden and he doesn't want to be noticed. He likes staying in the shadows. Also, his skin is ice cold. So if you touch his skin, he's, his, his skin is, is ice cold. Um, I don't know which family is hunting him, but it's probably one of the noble families of Menzo-Baranzen. So I think I'm, that's something I'm gonna I'm gonna tug on uh, as we go forward. Like have the Drow uh, hunting you know, Drow. I think two groups here are being hunted by assassins. Uh, Gore, uh, Wen Alkazar, uh, is a noble. Um, he is a oh and uh, um, Shadowhawk is a sorcerer. Uh, Wen Alcazar... Uh, gore is a cleric uh he's a cleric of the trickster god uh he is a merchant who uh traveled here to uh Icewind, Icewind dale wears fine clothing but has seen better days he assumes everybody knows who he is but they probably don't uh he has a grandiose style um has a room in an inn and he's a secret heir and of course he is the secret heir for the gray castle family um which is very funny because all of the players know that every character that Joe plays is actually a gray castle. So the fact that he's a secret gray castle is going to be the worst kept secret uh, in the whole game. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun, Um, really fun, fun character. And yeah, awesome player. Uh, Perrin fat rabbit. Uh, Perrin is a halfling ranger, um, but he's got something happened to him and he's got like weird psionic abilities. Um, he has hazy dreams of being kidnapped by an alien race and then crashing down into the ice, right? So fun stuff there. Um, knows, knows Ilda uh, and uh, uh, was a prior customer or protege. Uh, Ilda, I guess, was a prior customer or protege. Um, know, also uh, has worked with um, um, Gore when Alcazar before as well. Uh, member of the Ten Towns Merchant Guild. So, yeah. Um, yeah, good fun, good fun ranger, but like, you know, a little off. Very paranoid. I think he is a very paranoid, you know, he's a paranoid perfectionist, loner conspiracy theory prepper, right? So he, he's like, he's worried, you know, he kind of wonders whether or not the, the, the um, yeah, he's a crazy guy at the tavern talking about being abducted. Although I don't know if he's mentioned that he actually got uh, abducted. Uh, and last we have Candle in the Dark. Uh, Candle is a, uh, played by Jerry, is a tabaxi rogue. Uh, who escaped from uh, Waterdeep and got in trouble with the Xanathar's guild and now is in hiding. So is another one being hunted by assassins of the Xanathar. Um, So uh, I think that that will be fun. I kind of like the idea of Xanathar assassins who show up wearing like uh, big hats with um, tentacle things coming out of the tops, right? And they're all like, "What? What's wrong?" With the hat? Ha! And they're like, "Oh, hey, it's Xanathar, cook- Xanathar assassins. They wear Xanathar hats." Um, also has uh, dreams filled with tentacled nightmares. And so we have a lot of people that have gotten. I think. Th- I think we're definitely going to have to play heavily into the um, the crashed um, the crashed ship that uh, had the mind flayers. I think. I think we're definitely going to tap into some mind flayer stuff. Like maybe maybe that's another front is the mind flayers are setting up a uh, an elder brain. Right. So I think that that could be, I think that that could be a lot of fun. So, um, those are the characters, really fun characters. Uh, they, they played out really well in the last session. Everything was great. So now, uh, we're going to have a strong start. So I think there was an article, there was a great article on Reddit, uh, about how to use WWE wrestling, Ideas in your D and D game, and then one of the ideas it had is that like whenever you have like a a heel, a villain in your in your game, um, they should have like an announcer. They should have a toady, right, who's always like talking for them. So I have a toady like this. I used it in my other game, and we're going to use it here. Uh, We'll go to our NPCs, and um, uh, was it Brother Styles? I think it's Brother Styles. Yeah. So Brother Styles. Of the cult of oral is a speaker for Sephic Cef- Celtro. Uh, so I think Brother Styles is going to b- burst into the bar, right? Uh, Brother Styles uh, bursts into the bar talking about. Uh, And he's going to use, so the other, one of the tricks is you have a caller for your villain, somebody who like goes around town saying, oh, you know, you're going to get beat by this guy. He's the worst, right? Oh man, no one's ever defeated him before. He's a murderer. And you have a bunch of nicknames for your bad guys, right? And so in this case, Sefik has a bunch of nicknames, the Grey Walker, the Brother Blue, and the Winter's Touch, right? Um... And he says things like, he sees your betrayal through her eyes, with her eyes. Right? Kind of talking about sephic's crazy blue eyes. You know, cold doesn't bother him. Cold doesn't bother anybody. He travels here and there, they say. Um, so a bunch of hints about uh, uh, the walking dude, right? Um, exactly. Maybe we'll add the walking dude. He who walks without a coat, right? Um, Eyes like the ice of a dagger. Doesn't make any sense, but it's fine. So he's going to burst in. He's going to walk around. And I think one of the characters... I'm trying to remember. I thought one of the characters escaped... uh, I got to go back and find out. Uh, I thought one of the characters escaped the... um, auction uh 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 uh, maybe i can't remember is this group or the other group um uh escaped the sacrifice and that would be really useful i don't think it was uh I don't remember if it was these characters. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah, I escaped a mark of sacrifice. So that means that um, Ilda... So this guy is going to look at Ilda and know, right? Um, You, he's coming for you, right? So that could be that could be fun. So the the, the scenes are um, brother Styles comes to the bar. That's the strong start. Strong start. is brother Styles bursts in. And he's talking a bunch of crazy, right? And the other thing is like he's wearing like tattered robes, but he's not cold, and his ice, and he can like cast like a frost spell that kind of covers the whole area in frost, right? Um, and maybe they begin in a fight with him. I don't know. And he'll be he'll just be a cultist, right? So it won't be hard hard to defeat. Um, so, um, that's the one and then traveling, uh, to Goodmead, uh, and for this, uh, let's see, we'll keep that here and we'll open up the other window down here and we will go to, uh, D&D Beyond Frostmaiden and we will look at the map of Icewind Dale. Do do, 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 do do and we will look at the location. So, Bryn Shander. Yeah, so this is kind of a fun one because they have a couple choices, right? Choice number 1 is um oh, and uh, there is actually a way to stick uh the map of Bryn Shander into um let's see if I can find that. I have to open up Discord. And I have to go to my Wednesday game, maps and handouts. And open this, and we say, open the original. Uh, did that open? That looked like it opened, right? Did that open in the right window? Are we showing it? Uh, we are showing it. So if you see, it's got a hex. How did that, how, how did I do that? Uh, I did that using Albert Rodeo. Albert Rodeo now has a hex version. And so you can actually drop a hex, it's meant for, uh, the tactical play, but you can put a big map on it. And I also, you can also do labels. So if you see like down here, it says one hex equals two and a half miles or two hours of travel by road or three hours over land. So they have a choice. Like they can actually follow the road, which would be, uh, you know, two, four, six, eight, ten, 10, a 12-hour journey to get across the East Eastway um, to get there by road, which is safer uh, and a little bit faster travel if you're following the road, or they can cut across the tundra. And if they cut across the tundra, it's three, six, nine hours. So they can save three hours cutting across the tundra if they want to. Uh, even though it's, it's slower to cross the tundra, it's, it's a shorter distance to get there than it is this way. So now they have a couple of choices, right? And, and we can, uh, let's go back to our notes. notes. So travel to Goodmead, um, uh, 12 hours by road. Nine hours across the tundra. Um, so uh, um, so those are a couple of choices that they have. And we probably want to have uh, an encounter occur uh, regardless of what path they take. It, it doesn't have to be the same encounter, but it'd be nice if some, you know, you have some kind of event uh, that occurs between um their journey from Bryn Shander to Goodmead either by road uh or by uh the tundra. We'll figure that out. Uh when we get there. So then they get to Goodmead. At Goodmead they find out the speaker uh was murdered. And I'm tying the murder of the speaker to uh to the assassin, to the to the murderer. Uh, rather than to the giants. Um, uh, And they learn that the um, mead of good mead uh, was stolen by giants, by a giant. Uh, They sent hunters, but the hunters were killed, uh, where never came back. And from this point on, we pretty much run the quest as is. So I'm not I'm not going to fill out my all, everything in here because I bought a published adventure and it does the work for me. So we're good. Um, so then we run uh, mead must flow, and then they return to good mead. Uh, I would not be surprised if with all the travel and anything, this is gonna be a couple sessions uh, for this for this quest, which is perfectly fine with me. Um, so, uh, so that all works. So I think that those are the scenes. So secrets and clues. Um, uh, the what's the name of the merchant caravan? Um, so one of the things about following the murderer, is that Sephek is, is traveling with the, um, what are they called? Uh, Torgs, right? Uh, uh, made its way from Dugan's Hall to Goodmead to Bryn Uh, And is on its way to uh, Targos and then Tourmaline. I don't think I'm spelling Tourmaline right. Uh, L-A-I-N-E. Um so that's important because if they're going to if they figure out that that the murder is tied to the merchant caravan they're going to eventually make their way there. Um let's see. The cult of Oral has uh cultists in nearly all of 10 towns. Uh the uh, about half of the people are listening to the cult uh the town's the town's speakers worry about revolt should they act directly against the cult we're gonna call them the children because they don't consider themselves a cult they consider themselves the children of oral uh i love cults cults are fun Uh, the cult, the children's leader is father Lake (laughs) who operates out of the, uh, uh, what's it called? Damn. See, one of the problems with like the look up from any other page feature, which is awesome is that you actually have to remember the name, which I often don't, uh, so the House of the Triad, um, the House of the Triad, in uh, Bryn Shander. So So eventually, I want to have like a fun confrontation against the children of Oral. Um, And I don't know how that's going to play out. Uh, And I guess the thing with fronts is you don't know how they're going to play out, right? So right now, that's kind of how it's operating. And and we'll see where it goes. Bryn Shander's, or not Bryn Shander's speakers, Goodmead speaker. Um, um, Goodmead speaker, whose name is what? Uh Good mead. Kendrick Rizzlebarrow. Uh, uh, uh what did he do? Denounced the children and the sacrifice. Uh, and ended up murdered. Uh, Other uh, members, uh, people loyal to Kendrick um, took the town's mead out of town so it wouldn't be plundered by cultists and then lost it to a giant. Uh, The taverns all over 10 towns um, use this mead. It would be a huge moral, uh, um, not moral, uh, uh, morale loss if it isn't recovered. Uh, a ten day ago, people saw a meteor streak through the sky to the south. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One more secret. Um. So, are there any other fronts that I want to play out here? Any other? uh, secrets that would make sense, uh, to drop in here. One more secret. We'll keep that secret handy. Uh, fantastic locations. So we're going to use, let's see if I've got it here. Go to my quick links. Um, uh, I have a random generator where uh, other random generators I should really consolidate these. So I have an Icewind Dale monuments generator. Uh, I'll paste the link here in, uh, uh, twitch and uh, if you want it uh, I made this with perchance uh frozen thunderous obelisk frozen thunderous obelisk of oral that's kind of cool Ivy covered metallic fountain of the tribe of the tiger that sounds like a cool I think we're gonna grab that one that's a that's a cool one for um uh... along the road. At maybe at the crossroads there's this like cool metal fountain. Um, moose jaws. Hang we're hanging on to Moose Jaws. Moose Jaws is coming, but that's next set of quests. Um I think I wanna uh, glyph shattered slaughter field of the Arcane Brotherhood. Ooh, so that could gotta be neat. Um I I I created a I think the Frozen Thunderous um obelisk we're gonna make of the arcane brotherhood that was it was a uh recent um construct uh that was placed out so that the arcane brotherhood could keep an eye on what's going on it's like sort of a surveillance outpost that can amplify um that can amplify their like scrying spells or listen spells or message spells so that they can sort of cover the whole area. Uh, I think that'd be a cool thing to discover. So, uh, those are a couple of fantastic locations, uh, that we just whipped up. Those are monuments along the journey that we're going to use. Um, and I think I only need those two. Uh, I might, I'll pick one more for their journey, um, from, uh, Goodmead South to, uh, uh to the giant's lair like they might run into something there so that'd be kind of cool so let's grab one more and we'll just hit reload on this uh ancient marble shrine of oral that sounds cool right we like ancient marble shrine so an old shrine um of oral along the way um yeah the D beyond overlay i need to fix the overlay i gotta just get rid of it i don't know if it helps um I don't know how to fix it. I have to fix that in Twitch. So I will fix that next time. Um, Fix Twitch overlay. Um, Thanks for reminding me. I guess I can tie it to the next campaign. I don't know how to do that. (sighs) Somebody have to tell me how to do that. Uh, If you can tell me how to do that quickly and easily, uh, I will do it, but um, it's hard. Uh, So I think that those are three good locations. You know, I can always stick the uh, monuments thing and just link it in here. Uh, uh, Random monuments. Uh, NPCs. Uh, Are there any NPCs? So we, of course, have... um, uh, we, of course, have uh, our patron. Uh, uh, our per- patron is Helm, uh, uh We have Father Lake. We have... Um, uh brother uh brother styles um i probably so i want to have a who is the head of the cult of oral in um goodmead so we're going to come up with um I like this Laodamia, uh, Darkbane. That's a good name. Isn't that' a good one. I like that name. That's a good one. Um, sister Laodamia, Darkbane, child of Oral and Goodmead. Um, so that's a that's a fun one. Uh, any other um, NPCs? I don't think so. So monsters. Um, I thought for fun we would look at. So there is a random encounter table in Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, uh, but there is also an Arctic random encounter table in Xanathar's Guide. Uh, so I thought it would be fun to uh, roll on that one. So people in the chat, uh, throw some D100 rolls at me, please. Save me uh, some effort and uh, roll some D100s. It's just a few. I don't need a lot. There's 100 of you watching. Let's see if that should be a few D100, D100 rolls. 72. First one up, 72. A griffin. Uh, A griffin shows up. So let's put monster, griffin. Um, Let's pick some other ones here. 38 was next up. Okay, you can stop rolling D20 38 was single file tracks in the snow that stop abruptly. That actually works with the griffin, right? Um, We'll take a look at the griffin. Uh, But that's a good one. Um, 72, 38, 85. Uh, ooh, oh, Winter Wolves. I already have Winter Wolves somewhere else, so we're going to skip that one. Um, 19. These are the one to four. Uh, 19. Um, 1d3 winged kobolds with 1d6 regular kobolds. So this might be a fun... Um, that might be a fun encounter uh, to tie into the kobold mine thing, like they're scouts for the kobold mine. Uh, that would be, that would be cool. Um, 93, a troll. Uh, so we had an ice troll, right? Uh, is there an ice troll in the, uh, in the published world? Uh, ice troll variant. Uh, is that from, what's that from? From rise of Tiamat. Um, does it really do anything different than a normal troll I'm just immune to cold um yeah so I think we could have a nice troll so that's cool uh, let's look up Griffins for a second. Griffins aren't like oh I spelled wrong. Uh, Griffins are CR two. That fits. Uh, ferocious avian carn- carnivore, muscular body. Ferocious avian. Uh, they eat horses. Um, swift and deadly as eagles. Uh, sky dwellers. They can be trained mounts, but they're they're not. Their alignment is unaligned. So I think a, a griffin a, a griffin encounter would be a lot of fun. Um Just a fun random encounter. Uh, so I like that one, and I like the the winged kobolds Maybe on the way back, might be kind of cool. So we tie these with the fantastic locations. And now we got ourselves some fun encounters uh, along the way. Uh, so that works. Um, is there any? So there's some interesting treasure that exists inside uh, the adventure itself, and we're gonna we're gonna um, take a minute and look at the actual adventure. Uh, Because there's some stuff there. But we might as well uh, roll up. um, One of my favorite things is, uh, let's see. Go here and we go to other random generators and we look at Icewind Dale Relics. Warm egg of the Netherese that cast fine traps. I like a warm, what's a Netherese egg? Um, How about instead a corrupted egg? uh um with a uh what are the mind flare tadpoles so it's a corrupted griffin egg um aren't there mind flare tadpole things somebody help help me out here Uh, what creates a mind flare? I think Volo's had a bunch of stuff about mind flayer. Let's look at Volo's, source book, Volo's guide. Do, do, do Volo's guide. And there was a whole thing on mind flayer's scourge of worlds. Slods have tadpoles. Uh, yeah, see this little thing. What the hell is that? Uh, Mind Flayers don't reproduce. Instead, they lay eggs from which the Hatch Tadpole-like creatures are used to make them pool. Capture human is rendered docile by the blast of sonic power. A newly hatched Tadpole inserted the victim's cranium, usually through the nostril or ear. Tadpole grows and devours the brain. Attaches turns them into Mind Flayer. I don't suppose there was a stat block for those things. Um... There isn't a stat block for it. Okay, but we're going to have it be one of those. Um, This is the worst treasure ever, right? Like that's a terrible treasure, Uh, but maybe like it's psionic. So uh, what's a good, um, uh, let's look at like what mind flayers can do. Uh, so while you, they hold the egg, they can cast the spell detect thoughts daily. Um, yeah, I could just use the slot tadpole stat block. Uh, what is this swarm? Let's take a look at the swarm. um do you know what the 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 swarm is called <laughs> i don't see it Uh, you can connect it to the It Ascendant somehow. Yeah, I haven't... I don't remember the It Ascendant one, but I should... Yeah, the idea that, like, it's a it's a hatching egg and, like... Uh, I don't know. I think it would be really cool. I don't know how to play this out. Um, that whoever's holding it, eventually it will hatch. Like, one day it hatches, right? And when it hatches... Um, like at night, it's it takes over, right? I think I'm gonna do that. I don't know. I hope they're cool with it. So, like, what if like the egg lets them cast detect thoughts? Um, they can cast detect thoughts daily. Uh, if they if they use it, then over a certain number of days. It hatches in the night, and then, um. And then it goes up the nose and into the brain, and it starts slowly devouring their brain. And they can cast detect thoughts now, and then eventually they can cast like levitate. And they're like, "Wow, I'm getting better." It's like you're slowly turning into a mind flayer, right? And they have to get cured of this, so that would be fun. Baldur's Gate three plot, yay! Uh, How do you get? What would get rid of it, right? Uh. What would, how do you, how do you rid yourself of the seramorphosis? I'm going to have to read up on this whole thing. Okay, that's a cool treasure. We'll do that. That'll be fun. They'll get that from the griffin, right? The griffin, maybe the griffin's grotted, right? Um, uh, uh, so maybe the griffin that explodes in tentacles, right? So I'll give an idea of what happens. You need the total recall to go, <laughs> <laughs> um, help, yeah. So maybe they have a way to get rid of it. And of course you lose all your powers if you get rid of it. So, um, so that, that would be a thing. Uh, one other treasure. Uh, that's monuments, relics. Let's do another relic. Uh, burning insignia of Liara that casts armor of Agathis. That's kind of cool. Um, but I think Armor of Agathis is ice, right? Spectral Frost covers you and your gear. You gain five temporary hit points for the duration. Uh, creature hits you with a melee attack. We have this. A creature takes five cold damage. Um... Duration is one hour, first level spell. Um, I think uh, this will be a frozen Insignia of Liara that casts Armor of Agathys, um at level four. So that's, uh, no, at level three, uh, 15 hit, hit points. Uh once. And then a sisterite. So that's a Crozen. What is that? Crozen insignia. Yeah, so I got a couple pieces of treasure. Alright, so I got monsters. I got treasure. I've got NPCs. I've got fantastic locations. Uh, I'm missing a secret. So um Oh one last secret. What's one other thing that's occurring? A druid. Uh, a bunch, um, hunters have seen intelligent animals with glowing blue eyes out in the tundra. Some even say these animals speak. There's a good rumor. Um, so one of the funny things about doing the secrets and clues is that the adventure has secrets and clues in it too. It's got a whole rumor table that you can use. So you don't, you know, you can, you can capitalize a lot. I'm doing all this, but like, I don't really need to do all this. Like, this is a lot of, this is actually a fair bit of extra work, um, given that I've already got so much information in the adventure itself. Uh, but we'll actually, let's take a quick look at the adventure, uh, and see what it's got. Um, uh, I'm in the totally wrong area. Sources, adventures, uh, Icewind Dale. So uh, we are looking at foaming mug, not foaming mugs. We're looking at mead must flow. So uh, mead must flow uh, begins in good mead. Uh, there, oh yeah, Feth Morin, right? So we have Feth Morin is a hunter uh, who knows a little bit more. We should add him to our secrets or to our um, NPCs. Uh, and. We're gonna new sub new page. Oh, what did that? What just happened, man? Sometimes like the menus move, and um, uh, we are going to do a new NPC in the Frost Maiden database, um, Frost Maiden campaign database, and then we give him an NPC tag and Fef is a chaotic good human scout. So let's look at D&D human scout and let's get a picture. Uh, Let's find a picture of Fef. Uh, This guy looks kind of cool. Yeah, it's a little too, uh, I don't know, probably an old codger, right? Uh... That's like a D&D human portrait. And let's get a, let's see. Find an old looking dude. There, that guy looks good. There's Feff. there's good old Feff. Copy the image, go in here. Bang. Uh, Hunter from Goodmead. Right? So now we got our Fef character. Kind of scarred, missing an eye. They're always scarred, missing an eye. Whatever works. Um, so, Fef Morin, uh, out in the woods, he's the one that found the bodies of the people that were killed by um, the ogre. And he has a fox uh, that is not awakened, but he'll sell the fox. The felx will help find the chewingas, which means you can complete the chwinga quest, so that's cool. Um and then uh you can track find the tracks and get to the Verbeeg lair. Uh and then you choose how to deal with the Verbeegs and get your get your stuff back. So it's hard at second level, but with six second level characters, I think they could like the Verbeeg Marauder, I think the main thing is like if they attack twice, yeah, two spear attacks at fourteen damage apiece will rip people up. But you know um, I think, you know, it can I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Ogre is more reasonable, but so it's dangerous. Like what they're dealing with is definitely a dangerous situation. But second level, they're probably okay. And the deal is that they have to complete one more quest after they, they complete this quest and one more before they get to third level. That's my, my current my current plan. Um. So most of it is the situation. One thing in here is that there's a whole cursed. Um. Uh, there's an ancient tomb that's cursed. And like you can't, you know, if you take any of the items that are in here, you can't rest. I'm not crazy about that. Like, you know, I, I think it's fine to have like an item that is, you know, has a detriment to it, but I don't like just plain cursed items. They're kind of boring, and they sort of like it's like you take an item away from a character before they even had a chance to enjoy it. So I'm not, I'm not particularly crazy about that. So I don't know how I'll deal with that. Um, Pearl of power and wand of the war mage are both really good, but I think a more interesting curse. What would be a more interesting curse? Somehow, like, you're taking over, you know, I love intelligent items, right? So maybe, like, the the chieftain sort of, you know, manifests around you and can make you do things. I don't know. Sort of builds a new um, trait. No need for these items to be cursed given their power level. The only problem is two of them, so I might just do one of them and it's not cursed, and then maybe they can speak to a spirit of the thing. So... Um. yeah, maybe haunted by a ghost might be kind of interesting. Like if you take it, you get possessed by a ghost uh, as of the ghost possession. Let's take a look at a ghost. The, the, the ghost. Uh, Humanity, the ghost can see with the five- <laughs> possessed, the ghost disappears, targets incapacity, loses control of the body. Eh, a ghost now controls the body, but doesn't deprive the creature of awareness. So I think it could do this. Possession lasted by, drops to zero hit points. Ghost ends as a bonus action. And a ghost is turned off, or forced out by spells like Dispel Good and Evil. So you could get rid of it. Um, <coughs> so we'll see. Wand is basically a plus one sword for spellcasters. I actually think the Pearl of Power is more interesting. It helps more people, so I think I'll probably offer the Pearl of Power. Um, So, yeah, so I think a ghost a ghost possession on that will probably be more will be more interesting. about to do so let's just we'll just add that in my notes stone and treasure. Treasure pearl of power with uh, tribal chief ghost tribal chief ghost possession. Cool. So I think uh, I am all set. I've got plenty of notes. I know where things are going. I got locations. I got NPCs. I got cool stuff going on. Uh, So I think we are all set today. And I think I am going to call it a day. So I want to thank everybody for coming. Always fun to chat with people on Twitch while I'm doing my game prep. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope you picked up some ideas. And uh, next week we will see how things went as the party travels to Goodmead. So thank you all very much uh, and have a, uh, have a great week and get out there and play some D&D.